0: It's episode 31 with the one and only Jeff Janakovo. How to create your big ticket life. Welcome to the show, Jeff. But before I even let you say hello. Got to get the bills paid, dude. That's what I got to do. Thank you to Sell a Million for sponsoring. Also, the Mattress Industry Network Group. And a quick and fun story. So Jeff said, there's this group. You got to join this group, Pete. Great group. (laughs) <laughs> gotta join it gotta join it sure i'll join it pete you didn't join the group i sent you an invite pete you didn't join the group and this nudging is going on for like months i mean months <laughs> and finally, finally jeff went full bore italian on me and he just said pete i don't understand i really don't get this what is going on with you the guy, it's that guy. I, I, I don't want to be in that group with that guy. He's like, What guy? I tell him the guy's name. He goes, That's not the guy. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. I, I've been in the group. I love Steve. I love everybody in the group. And Jeff, thank you for turning me on to Mattress Industry Network. It's been a great group for everybody that's in it. It, it does shorten, learn, and curve for any. Uh, store owner or any, um, RSA, anybody in retail should be in that group. They really should be. And it's, it's a group that is run by retailers for retailers. And that's what really makes it different. Um, and you've got some really high level people in there. I mean, you got guys like Jeff, who's out there recruiting for them, obviously. And you've got owners of manufacturers in there. You've got VPs of sales. You've got, all kinds of people in that group. So, thank you for sponsoring my show, Mattress Industry Network. Thank you, Steve. So, Jeff, you really had to hound me on that one, didn't you?
1: I did. I mean, you know, look, it's persistence and follow up, which are things I preach. So, yeah, I mean, full blown Italian can also be known as a category five Jeffisode. You know, <laughs> um, so. We didn't. Quite, I don't think we quite hit there, but there was a definite warning. What's this guy's problem? Got to smack him around a little bit. Yeah,
0: full blown uh, Irish too. It's, it's the same thing. It's all the same. <laughs> it's all the same. <laughs> yep. So, Jeff, dude, you have been on a creative tear. That listen, from the moment I met you, I, it was in Florida, and I, and I remember, I want, I. It was another guy. There was another guy that introduced us and I wanted to approach you at the end of the conference. And so I, you know, I'm all pumped up and I thought this is just awesome. I'm going to go, you know, really kind of get to know this Jeff dude a little bit more. And dude, you were, you were sitting there, you were writing as fast as you could. And I could tell you were in that rarefied zone, dude, your hand was moving so fast that literally, if you had three secretaries, you could have kept them all busy. <laughs> I mean, and I know that feeling. And I, and I just, I thought about it and I just walked away. And then we hooked up later and I came to your store and, and, and I've always been impressed by your attention to detail. I've always been impressed with your vision for your store, but something has changed and you have gone into like this whole other realm uh, it's beyond anything that I've ever seen with any
1: business owner your your focus is actually scary dude what happened well I mean it's all intentional you know what you what you witnessed in Florida was no different than what uh, I I did this week while on vacation um, it's what I do every day every morning you know uh, a big part of uh, power players success in this world is about being intentional and truly, we've all heard it. You have to work on your business, not in your business. Well, so few, I mean, everybody hears that like, yeah, that's great. That's a great idea. I'm going to do that. But then they don't, they don't work to set boundaries. They don't work to scheme and plug in those moments every day to work on their business. And there, there's ways to do that. Um, you know, one of the ways that I do it, uh, just one of the many ways, but you know, we're, we're a retailer. We get pallets into our dock. The pallets got to go somewhere. I have a little route that I take. It takes 90 minutes till it's said and done to dispose of them. You would think on the surface, that's a terrible thing for a business owner to do. Uh, you know, Jeff's not living what he's preaching. He's not doing what he's practicing. But the reality is, it, it works on a number of levels because it saves us payroll dollars. It, it helps our flow uh, so much out in the operations side of things. And I use that 90 minutes. I listen to podcasts. And I stack them up. I'm like, this will work for this moment this week. And it, it, it's multi-pronged. And it's it's plugging into the week, the month, the schedule, this intentional time to work on the business. So what you saw in Florida, that was that. What I did this last week in upstate New York while camping, both the camp neighbors on either side of me commented they're like, dude, do you like speed read? And I do. What are you typing? I've never seen anybody sit and type for an hour. And... You know, I just kind of explained what I do and kept them at bay so they wouldn't interrupt me. But I put time blocks on all that stuff, and I told the family, like, "Hey, I'm getting up at seven thirty or seven o'clock this morning or whatever time it was. Breakfast is at ten, you know, because we always eat late because we have a big breakfast and then we'll do a big, big later dinner." And um, working in those chunks, it's all got to be very intentional to work on the business, and it's it's really. What powers everything you've seen, you've been gracious enough to comment on. I appreciate the accolades, but without it, you can't get there.
0: So, one thing, you know, you mentioned time blocks and, and anybody who's anybody in, in time management, and time management's a misnomer because you can't manage time, right? You can only manage yourself. But to me, the most important word is no. You have to be able to say no to a lot of things, often to your own little quirks, often to your own little butterflies that you start chasing. And, and, you know, staying focused and creating opportunities for you to work on something specific is kind of the roadmap, kind of how you kind of get to that place where... You can work on your business. I guess the next big piece of that is you have to be a really good manager. I mean, for you to be able to work on your business, that means that you've had to invest so much time into your people and giving them feedback on a regular basis that you know that they're doing their jobs. Because if they're not doing your jobs, that's how most owners get sucked into all the day-to-day stuff it's it's like a vacuum yep and i i when i go to stores i see it happening all the time and i'm like oh man
1: there it goes yep. um well and and one thing i'll share on that you know um i have a business partner ben you know he's my he's the yin to my yang the vice to my verso whatever you want to call it we're like the dynamic duo uh, i am batman though sorry ben. <laughs> yeah. um Ben, but, uh, he just called you Robin. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the reality is, so I left the store um, in June. No. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was off the week of the fourth. And then I did a lot, putted around home with a lot of projects, which again, th- those projects looked like, you know, kind of wasting time. It didn't look like much. But I got to tell you, man, there was a lot of thought, a lot of thinking done doing those projects. Um, I did pop back into the store two Fridays ago from today um, to do a training on our massage chair program that we brought in. Um, Cause I felt it was important to be there with the team for that. Um, I get back, you know, there, there's not a stack up there. There's like nothing. I'm walking around the store this morning. Like it was kind of weird. I'm like looking for things to be wrong and there wasn't anything wrong. In fact, <laughs> It's like the best the store has ever looked. The warehouse is in tip-top shape. Um, literally, like the the only thing that we need to do is like tag a futon to put a different one on. That I created that issue while I was on vacation, because I really actually enjoy my queen size futon uh, in the camper that I put in for extra room. I'm like, you know, this actually isn't all that bad. We should be showing this. Like that's the only problem, and it's not on Ben's desk either. I've checked with him. Yeah. You know. Um, and when you invest in that team, it's one of the principles I talk about creating your, your big ticket life, your big ticket business, you've got to have great process. You don't, you, you just, you, you, you almost begrudge you, you stress out about going on vacation. You're not present. You're scared of it. You don't like it because you know, you're coming back to just a mess.
0: Right, right, right. There was a time in my life when I went on a vacation and it took me three days to unwind. Yep. Three days to unwind, to come back to be a normal human being. And then when I went back to work, I was like a lamb to the slaughter. And it was just like, I can't leave. I can't leave. Yep. Who, am I, who am I kidding? I can't leave. I knew I could I knew I couldn't do this, and here it is. look at this place it's a crap hole it looks like crap i i i you know I can't do this yeah. and so uh so you know whether you know and i and I was just managing that business, but you know I've always kind of taken things probably a little more serious anyway I digress so big ticket life the biggest mistake that the average retailer forget about industry. Makes that holds him or her back from achieving the big ticket life. The biggest mindset. The biggest the 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 one thing that they do or they tell themselves is a truth that's not a truth that holds them back from having a much more
1: abundant big-ticket life? The number one thing that people are doing there is they are not setting the business up to serve them, pay them first, and remove themselves. One of the the things I thought about, discovered, came up with was this word CHIVO. Uh, CHIVO stands for the Chief Everything Officer. First two letters in chief, first two letters in everything, and then the O. so if you're a chivo, you're that person doing everything. You, you can't. You're just. You think you're the CEO. You think you're in charge. Really, you're just. You're just a slave to the grind of it all, and you're 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 the head person in charge with really no benefit. So you've got to first get out of that chivo role, uh, first and foremost, and you have to put yourself into this role of being an investor. This role of. I'm going to conduct myself as though I sat on the board of the company as the president of the company of some company I manage from afar on Wall Street, and I'm going to make decisions like the number one decision was shareholder value and growth. Because that's who you are in your own business. You're that direct person. The difference is all of those people in the boardroom on Wall Street, they they go to bed at night. They go go to their high rise apartment in Manhattan. They go to the Martha's Vineyard on their boat, and they forget about everything. And they're they're there on the holiday for four days. Business owners operating on most main street businesses, they don't get to do any of that. You know, they they don't get to leave any of that until they take that step and make the moves to go from chivo to investor. And you've got to be that investor in your own business. You have to conduct yourself like that. You have to make. Decisions like that, and if you're not doing it, um, you're not going to be able to, to really uh, grab onto anything else to grow the business. Business, which which you know are really kind of defined as a big ticket method. Uh, this roadmap centered around three points uh, for you to reach that investor status. But without moving from chivo to investor, big ticket method, the methodology is really worthless.
0: So that's the very first thing that, you know, I am I own a business, I own a store, and I'm waking up with a pit in my stomach, I don't even want to go into work because what did blah, 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 screw up, what did that, I'm going to have to fix everything, I've got to do all this stuff, and... <clears throat> The very first thing that they have to do is switch from being the chief everything officer to being an investor in the company. They yeah. have to see, see themselves that way, and sooner or later, everybody
1: else will see the change too. Right? Absolutely. I mean, it has to be that level of mindset. You know the the one uh, the one email that I did get the, over the last really two and a half weeks. Um. Was about a sale from the outlet, which we closed that store uh, last summer. It was a carryover sale. Um, not really worth to get into all the details, but the customer is owed service from us. We'll give him that service. But the way it was presented to me was: here's what I'm proposing. This was from Andrew. Here's what I'm proposing we do. What do you think? Is this in alignment with what you would expect me to say? Whereas, if we go back two, three years ago, um, It's, hey, this is a problem, you fix it. Right. Big difference. Right. Okay. Big difference. Big difference in myself, in the way that I've focused on my own leadership, the way my role exists within this company. And it transcends and translates into everybody else that's here. Everybody else takes extreme ownership as though they have equity in the business. Um, And uh, that's not just a statement. I mean, they don't have equity, but they are paid very, very well. Uh, And that's the kind of results that you get. It really comes down to that. Yeah. And
0: while it's important for people to make money, them feeling like they're creating something, them feeling like they're appreciated, could be worth more than money to some people. Not everyone, but to some people. Everyone's got different priorities. But I'll tell you what. uh, You know people who show their appreciation um, to the, to their uh, owners that show appreciation to their workers will find that they will get better work from them and that they will get more loyalty from them and they will actually start to set this person up for them to be, all that they can be. Sounds like an army commercial. Be all you can be. But I mean, at the end of the day, isn't that what we're doing with each and every person that, that comes under our
1: tutelage, right? That's right. I mean, I mean as, as an example, I had a couple of referrals come in from social media while I was gone. And I've just turned those over to my team. And I tell people when they, when they tag me in, it, which I very much appreciate, but when they tag me in, I, I, I'll reply to that person who's asking the question for the referral. I'll say, hey, you've got to visit my store. You've got to work with my team. And more often than not, it's like, well, can I work with you? And that answer is no. No, you can't. <laughs> and here's why. that's you're you You can't go by okay, you know, we're in the mattress industry, right? But this is relevant to any Main Street business competing with Amazon and any other big online corporate equity-owned giant. Go buy a Casper mattress from Philip Krim. It ain't going to happen. Okay? And he's not even on the board. Like, he's the president of the company. So, no, you can't work with Jeff because my job, 100% of the time is to ensure you as the customer have a five-star experience. And as a matter of fact, because that's my sole focus, I actually feel as though I'm actually less able to best help the customers in our door. Because my team works with everybody with all different kinds of situations each and every day. That's their number one focus. They're most tuned up. They're most at max capacity to help the best. Not me. My job is to make sure they're there. In that role to best help our customers. My job is to make sure I'm managing partner relationships. My job is to make sure our delivery crew is, is holding up the five star promise, not, not answer the phone and sell a mattress for a thousand bucks or five thousand bucks or whatever it is. And when, when you phrase it that way to people, they don't mind at all. Right. I mean, our business exists to be open 73 hours. How Achivo cannot do everything. Can't happen. You'll never move to that investor level. Answering this, this, this alarm here, this request there, never going to happen.
0: Well, if you have committed to being a chivo because you believe in some lies, but, you know, my 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 question is, why are you the best salesman? You shouldn't be the best
1: salesman. You should have the best process to make the best salesman. Exactly.
0: I'm not the best salesman in my company. Not even close. Not at two guys that are so much better than me. It's not even fine. It's ridiculous. And I'm very proud of that. I've what the one thing that I'm proudest about when I look back as a being a VP of sales twice, I was always able to hire people that were exceptional. And I always wondered why other vps didn't do it and because there are exceptional people out there and i think that there's an an insecurity that people have to get over it's like listen you've been dealt these things these cards play them and uh, you know if i could create a employee who is better than me In sales, in you name it, it doesn't even matter what the category is, then I've done my job, right? Because, I mean, my job is to leverage every human asset, right? Because if I do that better than anyone else, we win. Our team wins. Yep. And we create something that. Can't be duplicated, and one of the one of the things that that I love about Dan Kennedy is, you know, you don't want a business that's easy. You don't want a business that's overly simple. If you have a, a business that's overly simple, then you have a business that's going to be easily copied. Yep. And so, when you have a, a simple, simple business, that in and of itself is the greatest Achilles heel to that business. Your business should be complicated. Your business there shouldn't be any confusion on each person's part in your business. And and that's one of the that's one of those things
1: that it's I say I say commit yeah commit to complexity showcase simplicity. There you go. Okay. That's it. And you know the communication of the big ticket life and the big ticket method, right? Which gives you the big ticket life, and I'll define that momentarily. It, it really is. It has to look simple, but you start peeling back the layers, and you realize, holy crap, there is so much here. All right, because listen, the the big the big payoff for a business owner is that like that big Wall Street payday, right? Like, how in the world do these companies get so much money thrown at them? We all know the game. They build a brand. All they got to do is show top-line sales. And in five to seven years, the original people get tens of millions of dollars. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I like people that actually like have to balance their checkbook each and every day. I like people that got to look their customers in the eye. I like people that deliver great work and a five-star experience. That's who I want to serve with what I'm embarking on by writing the Big Ticket Life book that'll come out end of this year. You know, that's that's what I want to do. That's the people that I want to work with, people that I get excited about. Um, but how do you battle that? Well, if you're not going to, you know, if you're not going to get that big Wall Street cash, you have to make your business impervious to the equity funds, the big online people. Well, that becomes, that begins to show true when you move from that Chivo to investor level status of things in your own business. And when you really... Commit to complexity. You have deep ingrained systems that guide every action in your business. It's not micromanaging. I don't, I don't deal with any of the stuff that I've talked about today and that I could talk, possibly talk about. We create the process, the systems, and everybody follows it. It becomes our culture. It becomes what we do around here. And it looks very simple, but it's, it's really not, you know, um, there's a lot of complexity to it and, we're committed to that we're committed to every part every piece in those steps in the process
0: so give us more
1: on complexity or on no. the next pillar on the next pillar right so again i'll kind of reiterate so moving from that chivo to investor status let's let's talk about that for a second and then we'll get the other two in sure. so a lot of people wear that Chivo badge, like a badge of honor. And, and, and listen, it, it, is, it is a righteous badge. There is, there is nothing wrong with personality in your business. I use it, I do it, okay? Nothing wrong with it at all. There is nothing wrong if you have a goal in life to have a very nice little business that pays your bills. You don't have to go work for somebody. I am not here to say that is wrong. I am here to say if you're looking to go to a different level, I feel that what I'm what we're talking about today is is the pathway to get there. All right? So this is not meant to like insult anybody or denigrate your business, denigrate where you're at in life, how you support your family, put food on your table. All of that is very righteous work. If you're looking to do more, looking to be bigger, dream bigger, live bigger, you know, not do those vacations where you regret going away. Uh, you know, nose down in the phone as Johnny hits the game winning home run and you miss it. If you're tired of that kind of stuff, if you're not all that proud of the business you have, you're, you know, you're kind of like, eh, I just do this. I just do septic tanks. I just do cabinets. I just sell mattresses. You know, if you know what the work you do is really, really great and you know it impacts people's lives and you're looking for a way to be real proud of that, well, you know, keep listening. This is, this is, this is what we're talking about. This is about turning an everyday Main Street business into a big-ticket business, into giving you your big-ticket life that you that you earn. Uh, I don't say deserve because deserves entitlement language. You earn everything in life, and you should be proud to say what you've earned. So wearing that badge of, of Chief Everything Officer, being a Chivo, is great until this happens. You fall off the dock. Your landscaping equipment chops off your foot. You're hit by a car. What happened? You're in rehab, hospital for weeks at a time, rehab for months on end. What happens to the business? Mm -hmm. What happens? It goes away. It fails. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of that is sad news, bad enough as it is. But now, you know, your family is in struggle. Your employees are in struggle. Your vendor partner relationships are in struggle. And you're sitting there, can't do anything that Chivo badge is real, real useful in that moment, isn't it? <laughs> okay. So that's why it's so important to, to like move to that mindset. It doesn't have to happen overnight. You don't have to like, Oh, I'm not going to take referrals. No, you, <laughs> you that's where that the, the third pillar complexity while looking simple comes into play. Um, the other two really are how you kind of reach that authority, reach that positioning or what I call growth assets, positioning yourself, in your market as the person to do business with, all right? If you can't be a celebrity like a Kardashian, you got to have authority. And how do you do that? Well, you create things that grow your business. Foundational marketing assets. We use it with our Sleep Better book, our buyer's guides, our tip sheets. Uh, For massage chairs, I just resurrected a tip sheet that I wrote five years ago. I did that while I was on vacation. It was an asset. We put it away because we got away from massage chairs for a few years. Now all I need to do is go back and tweak it for the current program. That's it. Yep. Th- that's the power of assets. You know, so many businesses rely on their vendor partners to give them the talking points, rely on their vendor partners to justify their existence, to propagate their existence. Okay. Um, that's a very dangerous place to be. You know, our industry is finding that out right now. Yeah. Okay. Cause it used to be, the name brands, you absolutely had to have to succeed. And you know you look at my business and that just isn't the case. You look at many other businesses, it's just not the case. Not anymore. And you have to take control of the message. You have to take control of who you are in your market. And the only way you do that is to have an, a, a catalog of assets created that you use to exude and, and market authority. That you are the place, that you have this process. You know, I talked about Getting a Wall Street payday when you think about Shark Tank. You know, what do they say on Shark Tank? Kevin O'Leary says it I'll squish you like a cockroach <laughs> because you don't have a patent, nothing's trademarked, at, at, and there's no process. And he says, You know, I could come out tomorrow, I could stroke a check for $5 million and have your business shut its doors like that. Unless you commit to a different path. Right, like the, all those people are just a bunch of parade of chivos in front of those sharks. I mean, they're not just like little fish; they're chum thrown out in the bloody water, and those and those sharks just feast on them. But if if you're looking for that big payday, you're looking. You're going to commit to being an investor, so you get that payday. You got to have a path. You've got to have assets that exude authority. You've got to be able to stake that flag in the ground and take that position. So your business isn't squish-proof, okay? Um, we've been using... Boy, this this production is awesome. Chris, thank you. Chris Stone, everybody, um, in the background, reminded me of some key things. Our first buyer's guide has been in use for 10 years. That's an mm-hmm. asset I paid for once. I've used it for 10 straight years. Minimal edits over the years, but 10 straight years I've been using. Okay? You can't... You can't rely on a partner's message, a vendor partner's message for 10 years anymore. Not in our industry, for sure. No, no. I mean, I guess we were blessed with the, <clears throat> the life cycle of mattresses moving from 12 to 18 months to 18 to 36 months, <laughs> but not 10 years. Okay. So growth assets are things that you can create, manufacture that truly, truly do hold up your authority and your expertise. I mean, it's got to be real. Remember, I said you got to do righteous work, and I'm very proud of people that do that, and I applaud them for it. But you can't just like make up stuff. Got to be real. Got to have substance. Got to be things that your customers look for. Um, Can't just be digital. Got to be printed, and you know that's that's the, the the path for growth assets. It just has to exist. Otherwise, you're kind of floundering.
0: Jeff, I'm gonna. Take a quick break, and I'm gonna read a chapter from my book. And the chapter from my book is the probably the one thing that you're the very best at. It's chapter 18. And it's page 31 for you at home. Know your who. Successful marketers, and yes. If you own a business, you're a marketer, whether you admit it or not. No, before they can even think about creating a marketing piece or campaign, they have to invest the time and energy into creating a crystal clear picture of the person they're marketing to. Do you take the time and effort to think about your who before you map out your campaign? Most marketers and business owners don't invest the time to think about their who before they begin they're marketing, and the result is marketing that doesn't reach its full potential. In the previous chapter, I showed you the power of of answering the question, what's in it for me? And until you know exactly who you are trying to market to, you can't answer this question. Before you start your next marketing effort, take some time, create a profile of the person you want to respond. Where do they live? Are they married? Are they retired? Do they have kids in school? What are their hopes? What are their fears? The more questions you can ask and answer and then use the answers in your marketing, the more effective your next campaign will be. Sounds like
1: how you live your life, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, without a market, you've got nothing, right? okay? If if they're not going to pay for it, if they don't want it, if they don't see how it improves their problems, their life, that helps them achieve their goals and dreams, it ain't happening. You know, Gary Halbert, you got to have the uh, cheeseburger for the starving crowd. If you don't have that, you got nothing. Yeah. And um, I mean, Halbert's a guy to pay attention to. Gary Halbert, look him up. This is a guy that created a business, figured out how to, when you talk about market, he actually figured out a business to market to every single name in the phone book in the white pages. Like that's impressive. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And that's not what we do in the mattress business. Everybody says, well, my market is everybody sleeps. But I must be able to sell them something. No, no, no. Nope, not at all. At least not if you want any kind of ex- success, at least not if you're looking to move from that, you know, yeah. uh, Chivo moment to investor moment. And the way you run your business,
0: you don't have a store that's big enough to to address all the different segments of the market, and there is no sales system uh, that could move people through all of that. Everything, there is no sales system. It's not possible. Right. You need to decide who it is you're going after, and then. Th- the message that what makes you different, why you're the best choice, and then the the market and the message dictate the media, and so many times they get this media piece wrong because, and, dude, I, I've listened to some pretty good marketers go, well, they focus on this on 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 the market, brilliant smart. What we should all do. I agree. Come up with a differentiated message. That's great. And then they flip a coin and they just broadcast it out everywhere. It's like, have you lost your ever loving mind? Seriously. You you wanted me to take you seriously, but now you've just made me realize that you're a goofball.
1: Yeah. I mean, media, media is like changing daily. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, Instagram's kind of like for old people now. TikTok's all for <laughs> it. You know, I mean, it, it, like Facebook—that's what grandma and grandpa used. Um, yeah, uh, you know, it—it's it, kind of a triangle, right? Market, message, media, and they all work so closely together. You can't ignore one. I'm working on a on an infomercial, like a a full-on 30 minute infomercial for our less snore, more cuddle systems, which. Really is the pinnacle of the big ticket method, right? Less nor more cuddle is a trademark thing. It it is our top end offering. It is something that cannot be easily replicated, uh, cannot be easily marketed, cannot be easily produced. Mister O'Leary can't come in and just write a check and immediately get it done. There's a lot. It looks simple, but there's a ton of complexity to executing it and consistently selling seven to ten thousand dollars sleep system. Um, that's kind of the pinnacle of big ticket method. That's what gets the Wall Street paydays, is having something like a less snore, more cuddle, something that only you can do, only you can claim, only you can execute with the level of depth, complexity, yet looks so simple on the surface. That's when it, that's what ends up happening here. I mean, that's the whole journey. That's the mountain hill climb. That's the, that's the rise of, the, or that's the way to the top of the big ticket life. To have something like that to propel your business. and if you're not focusing on connecting all the dots, market message media and that as I am in this infomercial, you miss key things and working with somebody on this script, we realize quickly as we describe each avatar in the infomercial, we're actually going to be able to just call them uh, Mr. one and two mrs. Mrs. one and two and Mr. I'm sorry mrs. one Mr. Mrs. one, two and three. Because the media that we're going to use this in, we're actually going to be able to engage by just simply using comment if you're a one, a two, or a three. (laughs) And it was really like, it was like marketing goosebumps when we uncovered that. um, Because it's very cool to see how the message and the media match up. But that only happens when you think about it. That only happens when you carve out time as an investor in your own business to actually work on the business intentionally, not taking. Phone calls, not having Facebook up, not having your wife and kids in the background. You know, you have to have that boundary. And it's only when you get those boundaries, move from that Chivo position to investor, that you uncover the big things to squish proof the business. That's awesome. It's the only way, the only way it happens. Yeah. So we've talked about growth assets. We've talked about, um, creating complexity to showcase simplicity. Yep. And the third, the third pillar really comes down to experiential touch points like dream room that I'm sitting in now. That's one retail theater, as you might've heard. Um, can I share a story about vacation and how I was let down with yeah, an experience? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. I felt bad for you, dude. And, so, and, you, and you know what? Well, you, you go. And when you get there, I, I, I I'm going to share with you some thoughts that just popped into my mind immediately. <clears throat> and, yeah, so and obviously we, this guy was not thinking.
1: Yeah, so we reserved a boat, all right? We're on Lake Ontario. I mean the, where we are, look it up, Association Island, Lake Ontario. It's an island out in the middle of Lake Ontario at the bottom of what I think is Black Harbor Bay. Um the bay of Lake Ontario that goes up into the like between uh the northernmost part of upstate New York and Montreal. Uh, we were we were about 45 minutes from Canada where we were. So that's how far north we were in the lake. Um, so, you know, this is tourist season. It's summer. It's the first summer after COVID. Uh, we rent the boat. My wife calls, you know, because I said, what I want to do is I want to go the day before and do like the tutorial where you got to watch the video and learn how to put the life jacket on. I want to get that out of the way. So the eight hours is just maximum on the water. Because you know I've been on boats, I know how to run a boat, I know the safety, I know the rules. uh, Let's just get that out of the way. So she calls to do that, and they say, "Oh, well, sorry to inform you, uh, the boat broke down a few days ago, and we can't uh, we can't get it running. We're not going to get it running, and you're out of luck." Okay. Now this is five hundred bucks for the day, all right. And you know, listen, I know things break. I know it's not out of their control, but what is one hundred percent in their control would be this. They could, they could have decided to run their business this way. Hey, uh, Steph, I'm sorry the boat broke down, but here's the good news. You're actually going to get to use the owner's private boat. It's actually a nicer boat. It's got a little more power. It's got a little more comfort features. We don't even really rent it out, but we use it in these situations because we understand that you're on vacation. We don't want to ruin your vacation. So come on down. It's the same price, um, and we'll get you get you all squared away for Wednesday morning. See that's the business they could have. Okay? They're in the business of ruining people's vacations. That's the business they're in. They're in. Because that that's the that's that is that is an endpoint. That is a finality. Well, they're he, they're not in the business of making great vacations, not for me. No. No.
0: So here's the one thing that I I was that immediately went through my mind. Of course, Ben's comment you can make the reservation. You just can't hold the reservation. <laughs> yep, <laughs> from Seinfeld. Yep, <laughs> so good. And I, but it, it, here's the thing: if I own that business, I'm like, I have to find a boat for this dude. Period. Yep. If I could find a boat for $500? Great. If I got to pay 700, I'm going to do it. It doesn't matter. So there's this mindset that owners really need to 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 get. And that is one transaction is one transaction. Okay? But if you piss off the wrong person, one transaction can poison your freaking business. So wake up. Seriously, yep. just wake up. Well, because it, you just poked this bear over here. You have no idea of how many people he knows right. and, and what an influencer he is. I mean, you you like poked the wrong bear, dude. You well, should have just found another boat somewhere. Even if it w- would have cost you more money it still would be better than losing your next
1: 20 customers yeah and it listen it doesn't even have to be oh i'm i'm an influencer i'm somebody that could you know get the worst yelp review ever out the world's ever seen it's not even about that it it really comes down to your commitment as a purveyor as a merchant as a service provider as a retailer whoever you are in business what do you really do what are you really in the business of are you in the business of making the exchange is that it taking the goods and services for the money? Because that's what Amazon does. Right. Okay? That's what they do all day, every day. They own that world. They own the customer. They own their mind. They own their life. If they're talking on their back deck about grandma's funeral that's coming up next week, what the hell ad do you think shows up in their feeds? Caskets. Yeah. Gravestones. Flowers. Okay? They... Amazon owns the exchange way of doing business. They own it. That's all there is to it. How, you know, What hubris to think you can beat that so you can decide, what, what business am I actually really in? I'm in the business of delivering good stuff. I'm in the business of making life-changing experiences. I'm in the business in, in our industry. I'm in the business of improving people's sleep so they're happier, more productive, so they live a more meaningful life, so they can alleviate, maybe eliminate their pain. Maybe do something for their back that not even doctors have been able to do. I mean, honestly, if you're in the furniture and mattress business, how many of your customers have come in and say, you know, I've had three back surgeries. I've probably had about $250,000 of insurance money go through my insurance company and my back still hurts. Yeah. Do you yep. step up to the challenge or you turn away from it? Right. You know, what? what business are you really in? In in the case of the boat guy, he's just in he's just into taking money, renting crappy boats. Yeah, evidently. You know, my my truck, unfortunately, and I have a nice 2019 F one fifty. He's got some transmission issues. Okay, no loaner. I've bought three very nice two Expeditions and an F one fifty from this dealer. They have no loaners because car car shortages are around. Okay, I get that. Okay. I fully understand that as the owner of a car dealership right now, life sucks. You've got no inventory. The inventory you do have, people don't want. I get it. Here's what they could have done. All those crappy cars that they take in on trade, and they just fire out to the auctions. You think they could have kept a couple of those around? No, it's not a brand new 2024 Ford Escape, but it's transportation that gets me from A to B. And as a three-time purchaser, having spent, I don't know, $160,000, $70,000 at their dealership, it'd be really nice that when my brand new truck lets me down, they've got a solution for me. But they're in the business of just selling new cars. They're not in the business of keeping their customers they've sold three times over happy. So every business owner has the exact business that they want. And, they, and it's dictated by actions they take each and every single day.
0: Well, let's go into extreme processes a little bit yep. in detail because, I mean, that's essentially the horse that you ride, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, this, this is about creating complexity, showcasing simplicity. This is what process does. That's the byproduct of good process. It's complex, but it looks simple.
0: When you started to create your guidelines for how you're going to handle customers in various situations, did you and Ben just sit there in a room and kind of football it back and forth? Or did you bring the team together and kind of go through this stuff and then say, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's our A, our B, and our C, and our D plan.
1: I mean, it's really been a combination of all of that. It was, oh, okay. it, was, it was Ben and Jeff at the beginning. And then it's, you know, the team like this, you know, the thing I said, I looked around like trying to look for things that are wrong and there's really nothing wrong. That's great. Uh, the, you know, the, that was about putting a queen futon on the floor. I, I wrote to the guys. I said, guys, I've, I've been wrong about queen futon. I've been wrong about my assessment of it. I'm using one now in the, in the camping trailer. I love it. I love the extra room. It doesn't sit as bad as I thought it did. And I think we're doing a disservice to our customers, not offering it. So let's get one out on the floor, but you tell me what you want. You tell me the frame, you tell me the mattress, you tell me the cover. All right. And, you know, that's a little process. First of all, it was a process in that, hey, leadership isn't always right. Right. Okay. But the leader said, hey, I wasn't right, but I think we should still address it. Mm -hmm. What do you, how do you guys think we fix it? How do we, how do we improve the uh, the show floor? Yeah. And again, we're off to the races, we know what we're doing. And that's that. But that's how we approach those pro- problems. That's the process. Um, I mean, if we're looking for more, I mean, I've got a list in front of me here. Um, I can highlight it. We, you know, I forget how much time we have allocated to our time today.
0: No, we usually try to finish in an hour, but we don't have to. Okay. Chris is
1: just rolling his eyes there in the background. Chris, we're going to go for four hours, ten minutes today. Four, four. Yeah, yeah, I think that'll get into some extra charges there. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Well, let me let's let us let us talk about your your you know the, your actual sales process. You got somebody in front of you. Yep. Uh, I like to call these bookends. What's your greeting? What's your closing? Yep. All right. And to me, this is where I'm very firm. There, are, there are things that I want to see, observe here, and have happen. Um, because if you're going to stumble out of the gate, if you're going to falter, you know, you're probably lost a little bit. And if you can't close, if you don't know how to close, you don't have the confidence to ask, you don't, you haven't done the things to be able to ask. You're not going to close sales either. It's, it's in that middle where you can have, in my opinion, some flexibility. Okay. But if you have great bookends, um, the sales will take care of themselves. All right. Customers in, in our industry, we are very subjective. 10 people on a firm mattress are going to give 10 different opinions. If you got a landscape, hardscape business, 10 people are going to have 10 different opinions on what their backyard should look like and how it should function. Um, if you're in kitchen remodeling, 10 people are going to have 10 different ways they want to cook and prepare food in their kitchen. But if there's, if there's great bookends to the process, um, and you're firm with the, the expectations, and you're clear on what that is, you can allow your team the leverage and the ability to inject their personality and their style into the presentation but you got to have the start and the finish. Right. Yep. So that's, that's the way we approach that process. You know, and I'm not, I'm not here to be your sales trainer. I'm here to say, you got to have a sales process, but most importantly, you've got to have those really great bookends, the beginning and the end. Yep. Still my turn or your turn?
0: No, uh, I, I, I thought I thought you were gonna talk about, you know, um the pathway for customers to spend more. I, I think that's an important piece of the selling piece. It's
1: maybe down a few. Yep. Well, I mean, I think yeah, we're driving our production team crazy. But anyway, um, you know, yeah, I mean, listen, I think I think how we approach it first of all as retailers, you know, if 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 we talk about it as add-ons, how's the customer going to greet it? If we talk about it as essential to the outcome, yeah, that the customer greets it a lot different. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Um, so, you know, showcasing in our industry adjustable bed bases, very important. Making a big effort of it. You know, it's under every mattress in our store. Yep. It's not just under one or two. We don't make it hard to demonstrate it. We don't make it hard to experience it. It's everywhere. Yeah. You know, uh, explaining how a pillow is a part of the system and will dictate outcome and your happiness with whatever mattress you're choosing. Yeah. Very, very important. Having a process to fit that pillow, very important. Having a process to talk about various features in the mattress and what protectors and sheets, bed clothes, temperature of the bedroom will do to those features and benefits, namely cooling technology. Yeah. Okay. um Okay. Yeah. I mean, listen. If you're somebody that's cheap on the electric bill and runs your air conditioning at eighty-two, gre- 82 degrees, and you kind of just sweat the summer out, <laughs> uh, cooling mattress ain't gonna help you. It flies in the face of every uh, of every actual scientific element of cooling technology that's out there. And to purport anything else is just you're lying. Sorry, you're just lying to the customer because that's just not how that stuff works. So, you have to be able to showcase and demonstrate, which kind of goes to pillar two experiential touch points. You have to be able to uh, showcase these things to the customer and show them how it helps them achieve their outcome they're looking for. Right. I mean, if they listen, if they're just looking for a square rectangle to throw in the guest room and have the guests stay the least amount of nights possible, okay. I suppose you can help them with that. But maybe you could ask them, well, how 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 old is your mattress? What size is your mattress? Could that mattress go in the guest bedroom? Because maybe maybe you're tired of that mattress too. And that mattress is on the same level of experience you want to deliver to the guests you don't want to have stay in your home. Yeah. And you can open up a door into selling and them a nice mattress. All right? Um, so you, the way you treat it, the way you talk about it, the way you talk about building a ticket really is, is in how you think your customer is going to greet it, all right? And you have to be able to talk about it, be confident about it, and say, you know, and what I'm selling, is this really going to improve this person's experience? Because if it is, the the sky's the limit. If you can't demonstrate that, you can't showcase that, you don't believe in it, they're just going to see it as an add-on and money grab. Right. Really what it comes down to. I mean, you have to have that confidence to, to know and ask and understand what are they looking for, and then yep. deliver it.
0: Yep, yep. There's, there's, there's no doubt about it. You know, if you were doing a sales meeting in private, you should be able to be able to have, hey Dan Jordan, where are you? Let me see. Your book's never far away from me because I read a little bit of it every day. You get your daily Dan dose. Hi, Dan. I do. Thanks for tuning in. Sales pro- proverbs, wisdom of the ages. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you. Uh,
1: what was I talking about? <sighs> My butterfly flew away, Jeff. Um, I was just enamored that Dan Jordan tuned in. That's cool. <laughs> um well
0: we're talking if, about process if, i mean if 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 you're doing a sales meeting and all of your best retail yeah. customers started to walk in there shouldn't be anything that's ever said in that sales Great meeting point. that you would not be proud to repeat loudly in front of them yep it, And the only time that somebody starts getting hush-hush is if they think they're doing something wrong. And here's what I'm going to say to you, whoever you are, if you think you're doing something wrong, stop doing it. Dude, life's too short. Do the right thing all the time for the right reasons. And guess what? Your life is going to get a lot easier. Do the right thing all the time for the right reasons. And life gets really, really
1: simple. Sorry. I I digress. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, that's that's just like foundational moral, ethical thing, right? Integrity right. is what you do when no one's around. Yeah. Well, selling selling integrity is, is how you think about, present, and do when your customers are listening and watching behind the scenes, like you just said. It's a great point. Um, you know, you can't you can't in a sales meeting present dark hack tactics and then go out in store hours and be the good guy. It's like, it's, it's, it's an internal conflict that just butts heads and doesn't, doesn't work. And customers see through it, um, very quickly. Um, you know, so, so, you know, I go to
0: a lot of stores and I can feel the energy in a store it started to happen when I was in my forties When I was in my twenties and thirties. I couldn't really feel it. I, I, I was so wrapped up in my own like stuff that I couldn't really get my arms around it. But I actually just kind of put feelers out into the, into the space as I walk in and I can tell you it does. I can tell you, it doesn't even matter if it's a high end store or low end store I can tell you if it's a good store to do business without even speaking to anybody, I can feel the energy and there is a really good positive energy and you feel it. It's uplifting. You go, man, it feels good in here. That's the feeling I've always got when I come to your store. I walk to your store and it's just like, boom, and I can feel it. It's tangible. It's tangible. And uh, dude, More times than not, I feel the other thing, and it's not good. (laughs)
1: And it's like, oh, man, what am I doing here? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, to that point, you know, your greeting, how you greet customers, one of the bookends, right? Um, When we talk about process, your greeting is an experience because the outcome of that is what people feel. So if you're just doing, hey, you're here for the sale today, so you need a mattress? Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> how did you even say that dude, I, I, without throwing up, <laughs> I didn't eat lunch yet. Um, but if that's what you're doing, you know, how is the, how's the customer like they're thinking, to themselves, Oh my God, this is exactly what all my friends told me it would be. I should have listened to them and just ordered online. Like they did. <laughs> Boom! Stumble out of the gate, bookend shot. You're not closing the sale because you're you're all you you, you've basically affirmed what they've been warned about by their friends and family network. Yeah, you know that that's that's why you know every step in the process. And you know we look. I feel like we're kind of like darting around, and I I know we tormented Crest with a bunch of headlines. This is like 16 pages. All right. Um go to the bigticketlife.com, put your name in there. I'm gonna get you this report. All right. And it will be valuable. Um, it just isn't ready to deliver to your hands today.
0: Can I interrupt?
1: Um, yeah.
0: So I've read this. It's beyond valuable. It is life-changing. It is life-changing. And the fact that this dude created it on his vacay just to- all the more it is. If you get what's in these 16 pages
1: and you own a business, your business will be changed forever. Well, and that's what I'm going for. I mean, here's let's kind of shift away from the, you know, boots on the ground stuff. I mean, here's what I see happening for main street business. Let me, let me talk about why I still believe in it. Growing up as a kid, uh hung out with my grandparents a lot. They were very, very transformative to my life, very foundational. Um, sadly, I'm likely going to see my grandmother pass from Alzheimer's, and I'm not even going to be able to get to see her because of these nonsense COVID restrictions that are out there. I digress. Growing up with her, uh, them as a kid, I'd go uptown. I would get the meat order from the butcher shop. I'd stop at the hardware store for my grandfather because he was always tinkering in his wood shop. I'd get ice cream. Three different places. If little Jeffy was gone too long, the, the phone telephone tag game started to happen and my grandmother would check in. Hmm. All those people knew me and they'd remind me, Jeff, remember, you got to go down to the hardware store see Bill, <laughs> your grandfather. <laughs> that is Americana. That is special. It's influential and it's impactful to the community and the people in the community who live there. Now, those days on Mayberry, by and large, are gone, but it doesn't mean we can't have as business owners that kind of connected experiential impact one at a time with the people we do direct business with. It doesn't mean we can't do that. Okay? Just because your main street is decimated doesn't mean you can't still have impact with your customers on a foundational, emotional, tangible level changing their life, giving them a kitchen that saves their family, brings them together for family dinners, doesn't mean you can't do that. Doesn't mean you can't create an outdoor space that brings a family together. Doesn't mean you can't sell a, a sofa, a living room set that makes families enjoy life together again. All of that can still exist with Main Street gone. And more. Just plug your business in. If you can deliver impact, you absolutely should. But the reality is, your Chivo behaviors. Inhibit you and prohibit you from doing, that. because you think you got to go compete in all these areas where you don't. And that's where you know market message and media comes into play. That's where complex systems and process looking simple come into play. But the simple reality is, if you're not focused on delivering your very best work to everybody you can, you're letting your customer down. You're letting yourself down. And if you're going to do this thing called business and entrepreneurship, you may as well do it big, and you may as well get the rewards. And you may as well have an end goal to get a big payday because there's going to come a time, it's going to come a time for me when this retail game ends. And I just want to kind of tour the countryside full-time in a kick-ass RV and be able to do business from afar, be able to do business anywhere I go, anywhere I travel. Okay? Those are my dreams. That's the big-ticket life I want to live. and if you as a business owner aren't focused on those things and you're not using methodology, you're not setting the business up to achieve that. Okay. Again, I'm not here to begrudge you. I'm not here to say that's bad. I'm here to say, if you want that big ticket life, there is a path to get. There. And I'm here to talk to you about that. I'm here to help you maybe get there. And that's, that's what the lot la- you know, Pete, you said I've been on a creative tear. I mean, I've been on that tear really since mid May thinking about where I want to go, what I want to do, how I want to help people, where I want to see things. Cause here's, here's, here's the reality of what's at play. Okay. Um, yeah, there's my, there's my website for the big ticket life. Um, so So good. We, we need to expand our, our storage capacity here. So we're actually blowing out a door, uh, blowing out some of the wall in the warehouse to put a, a, a trailer up to it for some, Transitional warehouse space. Has anybody listening maybe ever looked at the current inventory status on 50 53 foot dry van trailers? Do you know, Pete, do you know the status of 53-foot dry van trailers in the United States right now? Yep. They're all Amazon trucks now. They are. Yep. Amazon bought every single ready-to-sell and has been buying it since 53-foot trailer since COVID hit. Stroke the check. Bought it out. You're six to nine months wait for a 53-foot trailer. (laughs) I was fortunate to find one right here in our backyard. Okay? That's the level of competition you're up against as a mainstream. I mean, who would have ever thought that one company could impact a nationwide inventory of 53-foot tractor trailers? Who would have thought? Yeah, that's scary. And yet, here we are. It's very scary. And things like that happen all the time. I mean, Amazon's gone after dentists. They do Invisalign. All right? Joe Italian Taylor down the street, who used to do custom suits and shirts, that can be done online now. You know? My uncle, book publishing company, you'd think book publishing, that's safe. Nope, Amazon does it. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's nothing safe. The only way to reach a safe harbor, the only way to avoid all of that is not play that game and and decide, I'm going to do really good work here on Main Street. I'm going to be able to look my customers in the eye. I'm going to be able to deliver the very best work that they've ever seen that's going to change their life. And it's going to change my life. It's going to change my family. It's going to change my income. It's going to let me live the life that I want because I've earned it. I've earned it one sale at a time Delivering the very best work that I can deliver. And my customers are going to recognize it and rave about it. So, Jeff, somebody has listened to this and they said, I want to
0: learn more about this. The best website to go to for this is the bigticketlife.com. Bigticketlife.com. Yep. And is there a box that they can put their name in, or do they just need to reach out to the contact?
1: Box right at the bottom box at the bottom. Yep. I don't share your information. Um, I don't rent it cause I don't like those people. All, all you need to do is just fill it in and you'll go to a next page and there'll be a calendar link. You can click and get a call schedule and we'll see, we'll see if big ticket methodology is a fit for you. See if you're ready to move from that Chivo mindset to investor mindset. um, Look at that. Chris is, Chris is doing it right live right now. You got got a new customer. I know. Um, But uh, you know, this isn't, this mindset isn't for everybody and that's okay. I mean, again, I'm not, you know, this is not about, oh, Jeff says, you know, if you have a business that, you know, you got to work every day, but you like doing that, like that's what you feel your purpose is. Listen, more power to you. I want nothing but success for you for whatever you want to achieve. But if you if you would like to have a business where you've been basically since middle of June able to live this investor role life that I've been able to do, um check out what I have to say. Awesome. Because it really is freeing. And, you know, Chris highlighted on the page. I'm not sure if that was intentional or not, but I will share it. I so believe in what we could talk about in that 30-minute call that if you think it was a waste of time, I'll donate 50 bucks to one of my favorite animal charities in your name. This way, we at least did some good together in that time.
0: That's a beautiful thing. Yep, that's excellent, Jeff. Thank you. You uh, you have over delivered, over delivered like you usually do. But what what what's going on with you? I, I don't even know how to put it in the words. Uh, you've just hit some kind of a warp speed. Jim, what are you saying here, Brother? Great point if you don't provide value, they will go somewhere else. absolutely, thanks, Jim. We appreciate you
1: yeah yep. and and they will go somewhere else, and I don't you know <laughs> you know we were kind of landing the airplane there, but jim it's a great point. I think a lot of people confuse value with cheap price, yeah, yeah. okay, You know, value is not price. Value is the acknowledgement that what you're offering solves their problem. Exactly. And if you've solved that problem, they'll most likely pay any price.
0: Yeah. One of the easiest customers to sell in today's mattress marketplace is a customer that bought an Amazon mattress about a year ago. Easiest customer to sell anything to because there's one thing that they know in this world that they don't want they don't want another amazon mattress we bought from somebody because of price now show us something good
1: yep you hear it every day jeff i know you do yep yeah yeah i mean it really it it is an opportunity um for sure now one of those things that people i think can make a mistake on is they You know, they'll, they'll try to present their product a little bit above, a little bit elevated, but then not really cover what's going to show up at home. Maybe the customer's upset because it came in a box and they equate a box with poor quality. Mm. Well, that's just not the case. Yeah. I mean, our seven to $10,000 less snore, more cuddle systems come in a box. They're certainly not poor quality. Yeah. Okay. So you have to be able to, handle a customer like that in the right way. And and again, understand what value means for them. Yep. So that's what I would say there.
0: Hey, Jackie, we're going to get you on the schedule, girlfriend. Value is about providing a solution to their problem. Love that. Thank you. You've got a new fan, Jeff. Jackie.
1: Hi, Jackie. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. So. That's where I'm at, Pete. I mean, really, I was happy to do this more just to talk about where I've been, where I've been at mentally, what I've been focused on. Yeah. You know, I really believe that there's value in a main street life as a business. Um, yeah, I think I think it's terrible that a company like Amazon can stroke a check and just entirely disrupt the nation. I mean, if you if you take it deeper, it it, it affects it affects the price you pay for your groceries it affects the price you pay for everything
0: yeah no it's uh it's a scary it's, situation that it's, it never should have got to this point yeah. so uh, but but here we are um so let me tell you what i'm the most excited about about the big ticket life because you have been Almost myopically focused on the industry, the mattress industry. And you have executed so well and done so just unbelievably well. Volume, all the things, profitability. But now what you're doing is you're you're branching out and you're sharing this across industries. So... Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's about about time.
1: You should have done it a few years ago. Well, uh, and there's, there, there is, there is a, you know, there is a commonality that exists to the folks that I want to work with, the folks that I get excited about working with, where I feel I can deliver value because if you can't deliver value to anybody, why even bother? Right. So the folks that I'm, that I'm excited about, and I kind of reference, you know, kitchen remodelers, home remodelers, landscape, hardscape, uh, motorcycle boat dealerships like i've got to get a couple of those clients because like i love motorcycles and i do (laughs) like being on the water but but if you look at well what's what's the commonality between all those kinds of businesses yeah You, you you do it once or twice in your life yeah i mean really how many times do you actually go deep into remodeling your kitchen you know maybe once maybe twice yeah you know Motorcycles you might buy more of, but it's certainly it's not a service business like a like a brass cutting company where the whole name of the game there is service contract. Okay, it's not like that. Um, you know, so I feel my value is in the creative process. That's my one of my biggest strengths. And layering that over, you know, the way you market your company with the with the growth assets the way you put in these touch points in the experience, and really the way that process works. Creating the complex, but making it look simple. That creative process overlaid on those three verticals is what frames big-ticket methodology, and it's what gives that big-ticket life to these business owners. It's what ultimately lets them showcase their very best value, their very best solutions, their very best abilities to their customers. Because if they can't do that, they, they have no reason to exist, and I certainly don't have a reason to exist. But if I can help them work back up through the, the, the flow to the, their final customer, that's what I really hope to do. And be able to give people um, the opportunity to live that life, to be present with their families, with their kids, um, not be stressing about income, not be stressing about the future, but have some stability and really work towards that big payday. I mean, listen. Not everybody's going to have something that can be trademarked. Not everything's going to have something that can be patented. But gee whiz, if you could do every single step along the way, right up to that point, you're going to change your life. Yeah, you're going to change your business. Yeah, and that's that's a righteous journey to take. And if I can to take, and if I can help uh, help people along that, then that's that's what I want to do. That's what I'm here to serve. Awesome. Yeah, man. Jeff, thanks. Thanks hey, for coming thanks on. For having me. Take care. Yep. And with that,
0: goodbye everybody, and thank you guys for uh, chipping in with your comments and your thoughts. We appreciate you.